Hello and welcome back to the first in a series of new episodes of the Wonky Cast. On this week's show we are talking to B and Annie from the Sci-Fi Ball, which is happening in February in Southampton. We'll stick details of that in the show notes. We're talking about what people can expect at this year's event, a bit about a bit about B's work as the Trekologist, and also about the upcoming new series Star Trek Discovery. We'll be in attendance at the event as well, so if you see us come and say hi, there are some tickets still available, I believe, for the ball itself. So check out their website and come down and see us. Yes, okay, so good morning. Good morning. <sighs> good morning. <laughs> so, we're here to talk about lots of Star Trek stuff. Excellent. Star Trek is the stuff that we know about, thank Definitely. goodness. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, last year was kind of the biggest year in, in Star Trek for a while, being the 50th anniversary. What's, what sort of stuff did you get up to last year? Well, uh, well, we met a lot of people, quite honestly, because we were because so many of the actors were over here that you know we've known over the twenty three odd years that we've run the ball. We spent a lot of time just catching up with them without having to go to Los Angeles, which was lovely. Yeah, I was going to say it, it must have been a bit bit of a slightly different feeling last year because I mean, did you do something special for your fiftieth? Well, for the fiftieth at the SFB? Um, no, because the the bizarrely the fifth the fiftieth was later than the SFB last year. So we were we were gearing up into whatever the heck we were celebrating last year. I really can't remember that far back. I think it was Batman actually. We were doing a, yeah. a, a Gotham City one last yes, year. We were. So we were we were fully wrapped up in that because we're so early in the year. Mm. It was before the 50th anniversary celebrations really kicked off. Mm. Because they were more towards the summer and later on in the year, especially with the you know the 50th show etc. Yeah, because that was is that like October November time? That's right, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty late for a festival. Yeah. SFB this year, what have you got coming up? Blimey, it oh. is another fun-packed extravaganza where, is. where, quite honestly, if you go to sleep, you've missed something. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so go ahead and carry on. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it is absolutely jam-packed. Um, we're about to announce our final guest today, so I can't actually tell you yes, yet. Yes, you can. Can I? Of course you can. You can. This, this isn't going to be going out. That's true. Yeah, yeah this yes, won't be going we, out for another couple of weeks. Yes, <laughs> well, we, we got quite... We we're very happy because we've spoken to Patty Yatsitaki. I can never say it. Yatsitaki. Thank you. Um, and she's coming along, Nurse, Nurse Agawa. She oh, hasn't right. done very much in this country. And, of course, we have Gates. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, it'll be lovely to have both of them on stage together because uh, it's it's not a, a common event, shall mm. we say, and certainly not in this country. So I think the fans will love that. Mm. And we're going to schedule yeah. photo shoots for that as well, which will be great. Oh, mm. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we've signed Chris Barry to do the cabaret after dinner, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. That'll be great, yeah. I, I interviewed him last year at uh, at the MCM. He's a lovely guy. He is. He's absolutely super. Yes. Um, he came and did our event, our last one in Bournemouth, actually, mm. before we left Bournemouth. Mm. Um, and he is absolutely super. Um, and, and, of course, and he's going out of his way especially to do a cabaret, he is. he doesn't do he, them anymore. Oh, yes. that's awesome. So he says he's going to throw in a bit of Mr. British and uh, 
you know, Rimmer, and he's going to talk about his experiences on Tomb Raider and, mm. and that kind of thing. So I think it should be a very jolly uh, half hour. Well, you have to ask him from me about the British Empire, because he said it was about a year and a half ago that he was filming a new season of the British Empire, and it's never occurred. So I don't know what's oh, happened really? there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, I'll have to ask him. Because he, he said that at the Wales Comic Con about a year and a half ago that he was recording okay. it, so I, I don't know where that's up to. No, that's interesting. No, I haven't heard anything no, about that. No, I hadn't. Yes, and of course we've we've uh, the theme for the ball this year is winter is coming. Ah, cool, excellent. Hence, hence the Game of Thrones guests. Exactly. Indeed, yes, exactly. I mean, Game of Thrones is something Annie and I have been following uh, quite avidly to the point <laughs> where we got the last uh, box set and watched the whole thing in one weekend. Mm. Because wow. neither of us, neither of us is on Sky or anything, mm. so we have a bit of a festival um, with her really big, stupidly big television and uh, sound system. So, um, I mean, thank God it's only ten episodes. Because if it had been twenty-two, we wouldn't have slept, quite honestly, because we were racking through them. It's such yeah. an excellent show. Yeah. Oh, it, it's amazing. So, uh, go on then, your theories. Well, we, we're only up to series five, you see, because oh, we okay. haven't seen series six yet. Uh, right. is, is the season six box set not out yet? It is, but it's still in the stupidly expensive phase. Ah, right, okay, I as see. As much as I enjoy it, I, I don't wish to part with that kind of money for... Because for, it, it's only 10 hours, you see. Yeah. It's not your 22. Yeah. So as, as, as quality as it is, I can wait. Fair enough, that's cool. Well, I, th but, I think we're know, getting slightly slightly shorter seasons for the next two because it's the, yeah. the run-up to the end. So it'll be even less and probably even more expensive. <laughs> Right. But I mean, I still haven't got over the Red Wedding episode in season two, so, you know. Nobody, nobody ever gets over that. No. <laughs> cool. So who's the, who have we got there from Game of Thrones? We've got Ian Beattie, Ian McKennelly and Roger Ashton Griffiths. Ah, excellent. Okay. So cool. three, three of the knights. Mm. Uh, and I've just been going through their various other uh, film appearances because I'm cutting together the opening frag. Right. Uh, essentially that lets everybody know that these are actors and that they've done stacks of other things and quite honestly with these three guys it's so easy because they have been in so much yeah mm -hmm. absolutely yeah and of course we've got terry malloy yes yes yeah that must be an awesome one good old davros yeah and we've got all our dialect people back so we will have about eight dialects running around oh that's right because i think the year we were there that was uh, two years ago you had a bunch of dialects running around and I remember yes. one of them being utterly hilarious. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They have a habit of um, ambushing people in the lift. Yeah. That, that's hysterical because some people just absolutely lose it. Yeah. And, the, and these are fans. You know, these are science fiction fans. But when they actually see a Dalek coming out of the lift at them, they freak out. It's it's a it's, it's quite a, a great event to watch, actually. Is, yes. <laughs> and. Um, of course, we had Alien and Predator, and the chap that plays the Predator makes the, the noises very realistically. Mm. And um, the one thing that we don't control in the hotel is the spa. Mm. And they had these um, young ladies, shall we say, uh, booked in, and one of them had the screaming hysterics over the Predator because he came up behind her and made the noise, and she just about had a meltdown and complained <laughs> to the hotel. The hotel had to give her her money back. Oh, God. And she actually refused to go downstairs while they were there. And as one of my staff said, oh, please, just get out of the way so I can go down. <laughs> she was hopping from one foot to the other at the top of the stairs. Wow, that's a reaction. <laughs> it really is. Of course, we all, I, I mean, I feel sorry for her, really, because obviously she was quite scared, but we thought it was hysterical at the time. Mm. <laughs> 
Wow. It's, I mean, you know, it's not real, love. <laughs> yeah, you just can't get around though, how people will have that kind of a reaction to it. Yeah, well, not really, mind. no. Not unless, you know, they're like under 10s or something that you know, <laughs> justifiably freak out at something like that. And we've, we've got um, our, our bridge sets coming back yes. and our transporter so people can play on that for free. Awesome. Which is going to be lovely. Oh, and this year we have a special event on the Sunday. Seven of our attendees have volunteered to have a head shaving to raise money for our Teenage Cancer Trust Fund. All right, awesome. So that's going to happen in front of the transporter. We've got a proper barber coming in and uh, hopefully we can save some of the hair to actually make wigs for the TCT, which is great. Mm. But, I mean, this has all come from the attendees. This is nothing to do with anything we've no. started, yeah. which is brilliant. That's really awesome. I mean, that was the kind of the feel that I got when I was at that event, that it's a very kind of community-focused event and everybody seems to behave very much as a family. And, of course, the big driver of it is the, is the Teenage Cancer Trust. Exactly. Yes. <coughs> exactly. So our photographers had some brilliant ideas how to take some really cool photos uh, for that, which I'm very excited about. And they're all going to get a nice sort of T-shirt and everything and a woolly hat. Because obviously it's February. I think it's going to be freezing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think when we're going to use, uh, run a Picard lookalike competition just for the hell of it. Ah, marvellous. <laughs> so that one, that one we're quite excited about. Yeah. And, and the best thing we got from the hotel from last year is they've actually put, they've made another physical room. Oh, wow. Which we're quite, yeah, which we're quite impressed about because we basically <laughs> fill the hotel for five days because mm. you know, it's a hotel and a conference centre. Yeah. One thing we keep saying to them is, can we have more room? Can you build another wing or something? And then last year they went, oh, we've got another room. And it's it's a big old room. So mm. we're going to move a load of our things that were a bit cramped down into there and spread out a bit more. So we, we, we are foolishly excited about the prospect of another room. But you know, you'll, you'll only just grow to fill the space. And that's how these things yeah. happen. I've already filled it. That's the thing. <laughs> Yeah, because we love the hotel and the staff are fantastic. I mean, the way they throw themselves into it. I mm. mean, uh, this is our third year there. And the first year, we I, I take the guests out normally for a, uh, a tour to show them the area because I, I feel that they arrive at a lot of these things and they go in, do their job and then leave again, never ever seeing where they actually have been. Mm. So I like to take them out on a little tour around and about. And we came in at about lunchtime and we were completely flawed because all the staff were dressed in costume. And that, in all the years that we were in, <coughs> never happened. We suggested it, mm. but they never, ever threw themselves into it. But here, they love it. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic because I, I was there on that. Costumes, yeah. this, this, the year that we finished, they were saying, oh, we, we think we know what we're going to be doing next year. Yeah, well, they're going to be Jedi this year, aren't they? I think they might be. I yeah. think there might be a bit of a Star Wars thing going on. Yeah. Is, is that not going to cause confrontations? No. No. <laughs> no, because, no. No, I mean, last year they all dressed up as Marvel superheroes, so mm. it was really funny seeing your bags being moved around by Superman. Sweet. Yeah. Well, who else would you want carrying your bags around, let's be honest? Quite honestly, yeah. And one of the um, young waitresses, she was hilarious. She dressed up as Batman and she kept telling us, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like during the time she was serving the main meal at the ball. Oh. So you, you would get your, your uh, meat and two veg and Batman would go, I'm Batman. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. I love it when people get into it like that. Okay, cool. So that's that's this year's event. Anything else that you've got excited planned for it you can tell us about? Lots of games as usual. Oh, no, two new game shows Two new this year. game shows. Oh. Two new yeah. game shows. Wow. So, you know, over the years we've done uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, we've done University Challenge, we've done uh, Blankety Blank. But all as a different name. Well, yes, but I mean, 
to explain it. This, yeah. These are the ones we use. So this year we're going to do geek heads instead of egg heads. Nice. And we're also going to do a question of snort. Oh, very nice. <laughs> so, so, um, those, the, so the question of snort is going to be Friday night, and um, the attendees are quite excited about that. And then on Sunday night, we've got geek heads. So that's going to be of uh, five attendees versus five members of the crew, which will be interesting. Nice. So um, they shouldn't be able to beat us, fingers crossed. We'll just have to see who's, sad, who's, who's the most sad out there. But um, yeah. we're really looking forward to our two new game shows this Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. I, I had an idea for one. I don't know whether you've done it, but it's Have I Got Nerds For You? Ooh. Yes. The trouble is you need a lot of people who want to be interactive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really strike me as my typical attendee. You know, they or... know a lot of stuff. Yeah, but not necessarily going to dance around on stage. No, or um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, never mind the cockpits. Same answer. Ah, Same there answer. you go. <laughs> yeah, they love answering questions, but they're they're very rarely going to get up on stage and do a, a charade. Yeah, well, I think if I got nerds for you would work because that's just a, a panel show. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. 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 I have to look at that. <laughs> cool. Well, there you go. You can have that. Have those for free. Thank you very much. <laughs> So, and of course, another big thing that happened last year was for, for you, be the, the Trekologist. Yes, how, exactly. how did all of this come about? Well, I mean, I've known Rollis for years and years and years before he got um, pinched out of obscurity to be the Trekologist. And um, I used to sort of like go up to him whenever he was at a show and, and take a picture with me and him together. <laughs> and basically, you know, just, just go, oh, this is the Trekologist. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know if you remember, I did a game show about 20 years ago on BBC Two when Voyager was first uh, shown and they had a whole Star Trek night and they started off with a quiz show and I was there with five other people and which of course Annie had volunteered me for of course well mm-hmm. yeah and several and, others <laughs> and essentially it was a knockout show and um, we got down to the last two and um, I won handsomely very nice yeah but of course this was when it was just Star Trek The Next Generation and Star Trek there wasn't all this mm. extra stuff going on so you know it was enough to keep in your head at one point Mm. but um so i was always teasing rollis and i said you know if you want a hand if you need someone to come and help you i'll, I'll be more than happy to come and do this and uh, when his contract with cbs finished um our sponsor for our event this year which is starburst magazine mm-hmm. they had a really good relationship with cbs and um they said well would you be interested in running the trichologist again so they said okay well let's let's have a think about that and they said okay well in the meantime Starburst will host a column. So I've been writing a column for Starburst magazine for the last six months, which has been a sort of like light-hearted look at various things in Star Trek. I mean, the one I've just written is um, all about Miles O'Brien being the common man factor in every episode and how did we get through Star Trek without having him, uh, which is quite an interesting one to do. And basically looking at the episodes that they're running on the Horror Channel and talking about them and trying to sort of like tie it all in together because... It's nice to be able to use my vast knowledge of Star Trek and all the sort of little bits that go into it and its history and be able to sort of like bring it to a new audience as, as a sort of like, you might not know about this, you know, in, in 600 words. Mm. So um, hopefully that will then go on a bit more and I can do some more like live events and so forth because you know how much I enjoy hosting things. Absolutely. And chatting to the public. <laughs> so um, I'm hoping that this will go on a bit more and maybe I can start doing, you know, little bits on the TV or so on and so forth because... You know, there's more to Star Trek than just running around and shooting phases, as we all know. 
there's there's so much more you know you've got seven years of character development you've got you know 50 years of the franchise itself there's yeah. so much to talk about so i'm happy to talk to anybody about it yeah i i recently embarked on a mission to try and watch star trek in chronological order i found a list online which is <laughs> all the episodes in chronological order with a bunch of rules that kind of rule out the time travel episodes and where to place them uh, i got all the way through enterprise and then obviously you have to miss the last episode of enterprise because that happens way far in yeah. the future and then started on the original series but now i've stopped because star trek discovery is coming up next year and that's going to completely mess up my timeline oh no that's true but you have got till next may you could probably do it before then is it i thought it was this may Oh, sorry, excuse me, this May. I'd be surprised if it's this May, quite honestly. Personally, I think it's going to fall back a bit. Right. Because I oh, I don't know if you know, but my, my actual job is I'm a visual effects uh, mm. yeah. person, and I actually applied to go and work on there. And because it was in the States, it was a thanks but no thanks, which is, you know, fine. Mm. You've got to try these things. Absolutely. But um, having, having seen that they've only just cast it, they've now got to get the pipeline on board to do all the visual effects. Mm. And, and work all that stuff out. So, personally, I'm doubtful it will hit in May. I think it will slip. Yeah, I think they had a bit of a setback when Brian Fuller went and then they had to kind of replace him. And Quite, quite. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I've got fingers crossed in a kind of nervous excitement kind of way because, as you probably know, Enterprise is not one of my favourite shows. Oh, and, and really not mine. That's why it, the, this time is the first time I've actually watched the whole of Enterprise because when it originally aired, the theme tune just put me oh, off and that was it. I couldn't watch yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so, I'm right with you there. Right with you there. ghastly piece of music. I, I think there are very few people that we know, I think there could be less than three, that actually said they liked the theme tune to well, Enterprise. There's a, there's just... a lady on Trek, mate, the podcast, and all she's seen is Enterprise, and everything else apparently pales into comparison with the wonder of Enterprise. Oh, you're wow. kidding me. Yeah. So I think if I ever meet her, I'm going to have to be restrained. <laughs> <laughs> be a cue. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Go and slap this girl with the witness of Star Trek. Cool. So, uh, I'm talking about the, the new series. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, there's very little to go on at the moment, other than they're obviously plumbing the depths of the history that's been already established but never seen. Mm. So, some of the stuff that was established for Phase 2, the use of Number 1, you know, the character... Um, and and the and the sort of retro look to the starship, which again, not really feeling it for that. The, the starship's not ringing my bell from a design point of view, just because. Well, I think it's hella ugly, really. Mm. I mean, do you think it's the right move to go for like another prequel show when they've just kind of rebooted the universe in the cinematic universe, and now the reboot well, and kind of filling in blanks in the TV? Is it not better to just kind of move the story on? Yeah, I mean, I'd be quite happy to know what happened post-Deep Space Nine, or even... Absolutely. What happened while Picard's off in the Enterprise? There's a load of other ships. What happened on the Yorktown? What happened on the Pegasus? What happened on all these, you know, other ships? Mm. There's a whole other... I mean, you could run a parallel set of stories that sometimes interact, sometimes don't, because all we have is one point of view in this massive, massive universe, and they keep changing timelines. Mm. So... Let's let's go back because that was the nice thing about Deep Space Nine. You were still in the same universe per se. You know, yeah. you knew that the Enterprise was still mooching around somewhere and yeah. they occasionally dock, which was cool. But why can't we see one of the other ships? Why can't we see one of the other planets? You know, 
Yeah, in, indeed. There's, I mean, there's a whole a whole wealth of stuff out there. I mean, I don't know uh, how much you know about the Star Trek Online game. I don't know if you've played that at all. No, I haven't. Right, okay, because that, that, that continues on afterwards, and then there's a whole mm. series of kind of uh, of plot that continues after that, that the war with the Klingons starts up again and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, so that's, that's kind of cool. I, I'd be interested to see whether they'd pull that into canon or whether they'd do something else. Mm. Well, yeah, because see, that's the thing. I mean, it's, it's been interesting seeing some of the casting so far with Doug Jones obviously going to sit there in a mask for the next seven years. Yeah, yeah, yeah in, in a blue suit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, the stuff he's been in has been excellent. So the casting so far seems seems really good. I mean, I, I don't know if you read my, my blog on uh, FB, but when, as soon as Michelle Yeoh came out as a casting, I was like, yeah, she's not going to be... She's going to be a guest star in the first episode just to sort of, like, pimp up those ratings. Yeah, to give it some gravitas. Exactly. So uh, I was pleased to be uh, confirmed on that one. But, I mean, it would have been cool if she'd gone into it, but I can't imagine such an actress going in for that sort of thing week in, week out. Because, you know, it is a slog. You need you know, your young, hungry actors to come in and, and start doing the Star Trek franchise and to be really interested in it, and even better if they're fans. Mm. So, yeah, that's my thought on Discovery. I'm nervously excited, and I sincerely hope it's going to be good. Mm. I, I've got to admit, I'm kind of happy that Brian Fuller's doing uh, American Gods because that's that's one of my favourites of all time, so I'm pleased <laughs> to see that coming out. So, Excellent. Much as it was Star Trek loss, I think it's uh, a game and fans uh, gain. <laughs> Well, I mean, what with Rod Roddenberry on board, and I think Nicholas Meyer uh, on board as well, mm. I mean, you've certainly got a wealth of talent there to sort of like steer it where it needs to go. So, yes, cautiously excited. Cool. Okay. So other stuff you guys have got coming up this year? Anything exciting? Well, with any luck, we're going to go and try and see the uh, Blackpool Illuminations before they finish and, <laughs> and the um, the big 50th anniversary show up there. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, whether it's going to be that new and exciting, because obviously there was the one in London, there was the one in, it came down to Bournemouth, it was in Glasgow. I mean, how much exciting stuff can there actually be in a 50th anniversary exhibit? You know, because it's 50 years old. Mm. I mean, yes, it's nice to see this stuff and to realise how small these actors really are, especially if you see D. Kelly's costume, because he's just so thin, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, they had his costume from Star Trek Three at the last exhibit I saw, yeah. and there was just nothing of him. I mean, he must have had a 20-inch waist, if anything. But, I mean, that stuff is always interesting, but it's like, what, what can you do to a Star Trek exhibit to keep a fan interested and motivated as it were yeah indeed the, the, yeah because I, I went to one in i think it was in florida when i was over there we were over there on a family holiday and there was a weird exhibit set up that was in a, a just a big hangar type thing and half of the hall was a csi exhibit and the other half <laughs> of the hall was a star trek exhibit which was i just found weird anyway and I, I kind of went in and, and went into the Star Trek. Everybody else was filing into CSI. So I was the only mm. one going around the Star Trek exhibit. And they had some in interesting bits there. They had like a kind of a Delta flyer and a whole bunch of costumes. Oh, that is there. interesting. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. And I, and I had the, 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 the tour guide was the only one with me. So it was just me and him wandering around. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we got to a, a scale model of the, of the original bridge, which they had there as well. And so mm -hmm. he took some photos of me, sat on the, on the, on the bridge chair, nice. which is kind of cool so I, I guess it it kind of depends on on how engaging your guide is to be able to kind of bring the stuff that's there to life for you because if it's something Definitely. you just wander around on your own then you know you, yeah. you're at the mercy of your own knowledge of stuff yeah but it's interesting how the original series bridge set is the one that you keep seeing mm. as a recreation yeah. i mean i've apart from the um las vegas show i've never seen a next gen 
bridge anywhere or uh, certainly not a deep space nine certainly not an enterprise bridge set they, they don't seem to feel as loved as the original series bridge set it's something like you go oh cool there's the original series which is great mm. but you know why isn't that love there for the other stuff yeah i, I think yeah the, the only kind of comparable one i would say is is the enterprise d bridge which, you know, I've seen, I've seen like, the, the chairs kicking around at a few exhibits and things, so you can go and sit in Picard's chair and look look awesome, but uh, never a kind of full bridge set of it. No, I mean, we, we have... I mean, the Riker's Beard uh, fan group, they, they make their own props, and uh, they bring their uh, version of the bridge to us so we can sort of, like, play with it and stuff. And it's really great to have your photo taken because they have a full recreation of the consoles at the back of the, the D-bridge, and they're all absolutely spot on. And last year... They actually got the sound effects going as well, which oh, was very cool. marvelous. <laughs> and they have um, three reproduction chairs, you know, for the the Picard seat and the and the two others, which is great. But I mean, no one is going to grab that blooming horseshoe and bring that with them because it's enormous. <laughs> yeah, 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 quite. That's Martin Netter from Germany. Does he have a next generation? Yes, he does. Bridge? Yes, he does. I think so. Really? Yes. Hmm. Well, Martin Netter's got everything, hasn't he? Oh, he has. <laughs> he's, he's the collector of the gods, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen any of Martin Netter's stuff. He 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 has. He's a German chap that that we met because we go to a lot of the international conventions, mm -hmm. uh, the European ones, because they have a really different feel to them. A bit like um, conventions used to be in this country about mid 1980. Mm -hmm. uh, we go to an Italian convention called Sticcon quite a lot, which is Star yeah. Trek Italian Club convention, mm -hmm. and it's a fabulous event because it's set at the seaside. And when you're not in the convention, you can go and sit on the beach. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But it is just so retro. Yeah. Everything about it is retro. They still have a club that's run during the year, and they have a club area, and they have, like, computer areas, and um, their fancy dress goes on for hours, absolutely hours, and they have little vignettes, you know, and... We haven't seen that kind of stuff here, really. Um, not totally Star Trek for years. Mm. I mean, this takes you back beyond Midcon, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was a great convention. That yeah, used to be in, in Leicester. I don't know if you ever went to Midcon. No, no. Jenny and Terry Elson. Yeah, they've passed away now, haven't they? Yeah, but... Yeah, yeah. I didn't realise. Yeah, so... Um, it, it's kind of... If you if you grew up on conventions, as I, I was fortunate to do... Mm. It sort of reminds you of all the stuff that we don't have in this country anymore, which is the convention as opposed to the Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. Because for me, that's a really empty experience. Mm. It's it's just shopping. A lot, a lot of it is, yeah. It's shopping with the occasional talks. Yeah. Well, I mean, until the last couple of years, they didn't even have the talks. Mm. So, yeah, it, it was just trawling around looking at merchandise and getting signatures yeah. and and it always amuses me the way people say well I've met this person well actually you've seen as B always says you've seen the top of their head while they're <laughs> signing a photograph Yeah. whereas at a convention like ours you get to socialise with them in the bar yeah or that's the thing is that you're there all weekend with, with the guests or... and you can bump into them at any point over the weekend yeah. and that, that's kind of what I, I loved about that convention I thought it was really nice and friendly and yeah it was a wonderful experience yeah, yeah I mean how much better is it to say oh I talked to Chris Barry about Portsmouth Football Club for two hours as mm. opposed to oh yes I've seen him and I've got his autograph <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah I totally so, agree I mean, with you there 
Yeah, it, it's kind of, it's very hard to explain to people who have just grown up in this Comic-Con scene, which mm. seemed to be everywhere every month, that there is more to this than just going for a couple of hours and coming away again. Because as far as we can tell now, people are treating it as something to go and do and then come away again. Yeah. Whereas with a convention, you go there for three days, you're locked in, you have as much fun as you can physically take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and quite honestly you should come out absolutely worn out, tired to death, and, and your body should be hurting, Yeah, you know? A number of people who say they have the post-con blues, and that can go on for a week or more, <laughs> you know, where they just absolutely have withdrawal. A number of people that say to us, do you think you could make the convention longer? And we all look at it and say, no. no. <laughs> we Besides, couldn't cope with longer. Yeah, and the longer you make it, the bigger the come down at the end of it. Well, quite. Exactly. <laughs> and I think we'd probably have some dead bodies as opposed to tired crew. <laughs> Excuse me. Because one, one of the events that none of the attendees get to see on a Sunday night is we have a thing called the Dead Dog's Dinner. The dead Dog Dinner, yeah, yeah. I remember you saying about this last time. Yeah, and, and this is when all of the crew, and there's about 60 of us, get together and have dinner on Friday night at 9 o'clock. Sunday. Sorry, Sunday. I'm getting excited already. <laughs> Sunday night at 9 o'clock. And it's just about interacting with people that you know have been there all weekend, but they've had a completely different weekend experience from you and finding out what they did and what they enjoyed and what was fun for them and and, and basically just having that moment of, oh my God, wasn't that cool mm. with all the people that, that have helped you run this thing. And um, it is one of my favorite parts of the convention because all of the people that help, they don't get paid. They they put their own time and money into this show. And to be able to experience that kind of, I don't know, family, love. Yeah, well, it is. I mean, we are a family. A lot of us have been there since the beginning. Um, and we ran a club before that. So quite a number of us have probably been together for more than 25 years. <laughs> so and and... A lot of us start, as you probably remember, we all started at uni mm. and uh, a club at uni. And of course, from there on, we split across the country and abroad as well. Um, so this is the one time of the year that we actually get to get together. Yeah, again. you all get to come back together again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it does. It does have a bit of lunacy in it. <laughs> um, and also our guests um, who our celebrity guests who are there for Sunday night if they haven't gone home quite often pitch in as well and that can be hilarious mm, because at that point they're not the most important thing they're just there as human beings who want some food yeah which which makes it so much more intimate you know and then they can sit with any members of the crew who they don't know mm. and it's it's been really fun hasn't it mm. really it gives, fun it gives the crew opportunity to meet them personally mm. if they haven't you know if they've been behind cameras and things or they've been on the registration on desk, the desk or weekend or whatever, yeah, yeah. To, yeah, to mingle. Yeah, and then we have experiences like when Carolyn Seymour was with us. She played the <laughs> Romulan commander, and she was also in Babylon Five and Survivors mm -hmm. and so forth. She was having such a good time that she helped us clear up on the Sunday and even hoovered the floor. Wow. <laughs> well, I have to point out at that at that stage there had been a food fight. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days when we were in the other hotel and we used to order in a Chinese from a local Chinese, Ronnie's, mm. and uh, um, he used to arrive and it all used to come through the window. Because <laughs> uh, obviously ordering a banquet in a major hotel is a bit of a no-no, really. Yeah, it is, yeah, so somewhat taboo. <laughs> Although it did get to the point where they started supplying us with plates and knives and forks. <laughs> right. <laughs> they gave in. <laughs> 
but it was always critical at, a po at that point that we cleared up after ourselves so they didn't realise how much of a yeah. thing we'd had. Awesome. <laughs> so rice everywhere and, yeah. you know. Yes, it did. It did sometimes descend into, as I say, a little bit of lunacy, really. Yes, but at least we've managed to sort that out now. It's, it's quite uh, quite it's, civilised yes, now. Yes, it is. It is. It's much more civilised. I'm sure a few people are quite disappointed about that. But, you know. <laughs> That's we're all knackered. <laughs> we are. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, yeah. good luck with the rest of the run-up to the event. I hope it goes Thank really, you. really well. Uh, and, yeah, anyone who's listening, please check out the pages for the event and check out the Trekologist on Facebook. And, yeah, Thank get you. yourselves along. Three, two, one, go!